Hi, I'm glad that you found Living Life here online. And I pray that these words that you read and that you study will have an eternal and internal impact upon your life. You know, have you ever been in a car accident where you felt like everything was happening in slow motion? Uh, I know that it happened to me when I was coming back from a retreat from the East Coast and I was at that time residing in the Midwest. And so it was a long drive and it was during the winter as well. And so uh, there was a lot of treacherous terrains that we had to drive through. And you know, I was in the back seat and since it was a long and tiring retreat, I was knocked out. And so I was completely gone and asleep. And what I do remember was that while in the middle of driving, uh, I, I suddenly woke up and I felt the car spinning uh, in circles uh, multiple times. And I remember in my mind thinking, you know, what is going on? And what had happened was the car hit a patch of ice um, on the road. And so the car lost control. The driver was trying to get back into position, but he failed to do so. And so the car spun a few times and luckily we hit a guardrail and so I slammed my head uh, against the seatbelt and I only suffered uh, minor cuts and so for these Israelites I'm sure as they're about to face um, the consequence of their sins they were they felt like it was going it was happening in slow motion as we read and look at it today uh, in this passage Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 11 through 22. At that time, this people in Jerusalem will be told, A scorching wind from the barren heights and the desert blows toward my people, but not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too strong for that comes from me. Now I pronounce my judgments against them. Look, he advances like the clouds, his chariots come like a whirlwind, his horses are swifter than eagles. Woe to us, we are ruined. Jerusalem, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will you harbor wicked thoughts? A voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the nations, proclaim concerning Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. They surround her like men guarding a field, because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. Your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. How bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. Oh, my anguish, my anguish, I wreathe in pain. Oh, the agony of my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent, for I have heard the sound of the trumpet. I have heard the battle cry. Disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. 
In an instant, my tents are destroyed, my shelter in a moment. How long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. And so as we look here into Jeremiah chapter 4, uh, verse 11 to 22, we see the upcoming destruction of Israel. And it's describing, describing the enemy and how it approaches as a scorching wind uh, from the desert. And so this kind of wind would uh, basically um, die off all vegetation uh, and it brings discomfort onto mankind. And so uh, the purpose of this wind is not to sift. Um, if you're familiar with farming uh, tools and how they get their crops, uh, usually when they're trying to get uh, the fruit of, you know, whatever they're trying to harvest, they would sift so that the unwanted material will be taken out. Uh, but that is not what the wind and the purpose of what he's describing here. Uh, and many times when we use the wind, we use it as a fan, you know, to cool ourselves down, uh, especially in the sweltering heat. Uh, when it's so intense, uh, you just want a, a cool breeze so that you can cool down. Or sometimes a wind would be used to cleanse things, and it would be a gentle wind. Uh, however, the purpose of this wind was to judge. And so we know that it's coming with a purpose, and it's coming straight for the Israelites. And so it does not separate the good from the bad, but it just takes it all away. And so all this will happen at God's command. And then we get a description of the enemy. And so in verse 13, Jeremiah uses vivid metaphors to describe the enemy. He says that they are like clouds, uh, like a whirlwind, uh, or like eagles. And so this was a description of the Babylonian army. And so the people cry out because they know that they will be ruined. They know that they don't stand a chance against these enemies because they are much stronger, uh, because they are faster, and they are, are skilled hunters. And because of that, they know that it will be their doom. Uh, amazingly enough, though, even at this at this point, there's still opportunity for them to repent. And so, you know, prophets, prophecies of judgment are conditional. And obedience to God reverses the, that threat of judgment. And so uh, that's something to always remember, that no matter how deep in sin that we are in, God is always providing a way out. Uh, and so don't ever think that uh, there is no turning back because there is a point where God is saying, uh, come back to me, I'm, I will give you a chance. I will extend my arm to you, and it's up to you if you want to receive it. And another thing that we should also consider is uh, verse 14, is that we should not let evil thoughts occupy our minds, like it says there. Uh, we need to starve out those evil thoughts and replace them with the Word of God. Replace them uh, through uh, songs and worship that would put our attention towards God. You know, during the Lent season, 
You know, one of the things that I also gave up was listening to secular music because I realized how that can affect my mood and also affects the way I view people, the way that I think. And so during that season of Lent, I committed myself to just focusing and listening on whenever I'm in the car to Christian music or to Christian podcasts or to Christian sermons so that I can uh, cast out all those evil thoughts. Uh, and then we see at the end of um, until 22, 19 to 22, we see the agony of Jeremiah being brought out. Uh, verse 19, we're not sure uh, who, whose words these are or where they're coming from. You know, it could be the words of God, it could be the words of the nations or the words of Jeremiah. Uh, but most likely, it's probably the last one, probably from the prophet Jeremiah, in keeping with his personal involvement with what's about to take place unto his people. So he is showing a true shepherd's heart, knowing that well, you know, whatever judgment that God will place upon his people, he's doing everything possible to protect them and making sure that uh, he suffers with them, alongside with them, that he is no different than they are. And so this is a profound effect uh, by showing his emotions, uh, showing how physically that he wants to be uh, like his people. And he's also showing patriotism uh, for his love for the people and for that nation. And even though the Israelites, they majored in evil, their minor was in good. They really didn't know anything that pertained to, to the goodness of God. So you have to admire the heart of Jeremiah that he had for the country and for his fellow countrymen. Um, God accurately diagnoses the problem of the Israelites by saying that they were foolish and they had lack of knowledge of God. Uh, and yet God was generous by calling them my people. Right? He is showing ownership. He's showing that they, he's not saying that those people, but he's saying these are my people. And so uh, let us remember that this is how much God loves us, that no matter what sin we've committed, no matter how far we've gone from God, we are always considered his children because that is how much he loves us. So as you pause for a moment and you think about your life, are there warning signs that God has been given to you about your situation, about are there certain sins that maybe that you have been involved in that requires your attention, requires for you to confess before God? Uh, because if we ignore those warnings, uh, there is something serious that can happen in our lives. It could come in the form of something uh, physical, or spiritual or emotional. And so just to guard yourselves, uh, I pray and hope that you will not allow things to, to go on uh, for a, a long period of time, but that you will learn to deal with it, that you will learn to confess it so that you don't have to face the kind of judgment uh, that these Israelites had to face uh, because of their lack of discernment. So let's major in doing good and major in loving God and loving others. Uh, let us pray about that. 
Uh, Father, we thank you for your gentleness. Thank you, God, for how uh, you extend that warmth and that grace to all of us, God, as your listeners. And so I pray that you would really refresh them. Uh, but also, God, I, I really pray that they, would, they will heed the warning signs in their lives and that they will learn to come to you and just ask God for you to come and heal them. And so I just devote all of our listeners, God, to you and ask uh, on their behalf, um, Lord, that you would be their God and that you would uh, show them the most excellent way, which, which is through your word and through your love. And we thank you, God, for all that you've done in our lives. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.